0: ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present
1: The Drive. Welcome into the Monday, August 1st edition. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We're here till 6 o'clock. We'll get your phone calls in. Of course, we'll get your phone calls in. 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255 with our text line open as well. That is 304 396 Talk, 304 396 8255. Coming up today on the program, we'll speak with Spring Valley head football coach Brad Dingus as we get closer to the start of the high school football season. Everybody's practicing. Everybody's practicing. You can you smell it in the air? Football season's here. Everybody's getting set for football. We are. Weeks away from talking nonstop football. What's stopping us now? We can do that every single day if we want to. So we'll start with high school football, and that is coming up later on with Brad. And until then, that means the phone lines are open for you, the text lines open for you, and you can find me on Twitter at Paul Swan. So, how was everyone's weekend? You know, we're getting set for football season, but uh, don't forget, uh, summer. I think summer really ends, and we get into pre-fall with the end of SummerSlam WWE pay-per-view. If you have Peacock, it's free. You got to be like an Xfinity customer, so I'm I'm paying nothing for WrestleMania and SummerSlam. And the thing that went viral, and I saw it, and I was like, "This is the craziest thing I've ever seen." Was the Last Man Standing match between Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns. Brock drove a front loader to the ring. And, of course, you know what happens. If you bring a front loader to the ring, it's going to be used in some sort of way during the match. How it... Yeah, so at one point, Roman Reigns was put in the front loader, the bucket in the front loader, and then dumped into the ring. And then at one point... The ring was actually with Roman Reigns in the ring. The front loader Brock lifted the ring up and tossed Roman out of the ring. It was the most bizarre thing, and of course, you had run-ins, interference. It was no disqualification. So, you know, Brock's by himself here. The the Usos, the tag team champs, come out and interfere. Uh, the Money in the Bank winner, Austin Theory, came out and tried to cash in his his contract. He got a suitcase in the face for his efforts, but this is the most bizarre thing I've ever seen with that, and it was glorious. So that was a great way to, that was a great way to enjoy the weekend. Just the aftermath. Now I'm wanting to watch Raw tonight. I haven't said that in a while. I want to watch Raw tonight, and see what happened here, but you know we're getting through all of this summer doldrums and just trying to get set for football season. We've got soccer coming up as well. So not only is football getting set, soccer is getting set. And tickets are on sale today. Single-game tickets are on sale today for football and soccer. So you can check that out. And uh, if you've been following social media, I've seen this on a lot of coaches' uh, feeds. So now you can buy specific merch for soccer, volleyball, women's basketball, you know, it's, it's basically themed to that sport, and everything is getting rebranded, Champions Club so or Champions Fund. So now you have, like, the Women's Basketball Champions Fund. You have the Track and Field Champions Fund, Volleyball Champions Fund. So you know, there's a lot of opportunity for you to buy some merch, and that will go into that specific sport for a lot of those sports. So if if you need a volleyball shirt, yeah, if you follow Ari on social media, you can get that link. Or if you follow Tony Kemper, you can get that link as well. I like the rebranding. I'll say that. I like the consistency. I like the rebranding. Because yeah, you had tip-off club and all kinds of different names for everything. And I think you know, if you make your messaging consistent, that's going to be a lot better. So with that said, we still haven't forgot about what's happening with football. So the good news is that more watch lists fun today. So Abraham Bowplan named to the 2022 Benaric Award, it's presented annually to the most outstanding defensive player in college football. And with that said, also more Twitter activity today. Uh, I won't go over all of it because there are a lot of names here. But more commitments for the class of 23. I mean, you're seeing a lot of 23 commitments now. You're seeing... Maybe soon you'll start seeing some 24s. I'm not sure when you're really going to start seeing that, but you're seeing a lot of 2023 20, activity. And this is, a, of course, a great time to, to kind of get into the feel of, all right, who's really going to be serious and locked into all of this? And Of course, the good news is you're seeing a lot of kids out of high school, so that's good because when we talk to Brad Dingus here in the next few minutes, I kind of want to ask him, same thing I asked Billy Seals as far as the transfer portal is concerned. How do you recruit now? If you're a college coach, and then if you're a high school coach, and how do you sell your kids? How do you, how do you use the transfer portal? How do you, honestly, how do you try to figure out with the transfer portal how to best serve your kids? So we'll talk to Brad in the next few minutes. Get his assessment of the season. We'll get your phone calls and texts in later on. Uh, we'll take wrestling takes as well. Texter writes in, it's great that Triple H is in charge now and more Attitude Era things will be taking place. Really interested in seeing the new Regime's edition of Raw tonight. I say I'm excited about that as well. I want to see what's happening. I want to see some new factions. I I thought some of the best things I saw SummerSlam was the Brock Lesnar match, of course, with Roman Reigns. I thought that the women's match was what it was going to be. Both of them. And we have the return of Bailey. Bailey is back now. She's back in the and she's, she's got a faction behind her. So standing around with just entrance music playing for five minutes was probably some of the most exciting things that happened in SummerSlam. But I'm excited for I'm excited. I'm it with Triple H in charge. I'm now back mm-hmm. into I might be more of a WWE guy again. I was leaning AEW for a while, I'm not gonna lie to you, but things are kinda kinda it's losing steam for me. I'm more excited about Triple H taking over in charge of creative for WWE. Um spoiler alert, this stuff is fake. Spoiler alert. <laughs> more coming up, including Brad Dingus, when we continue with this edition of the Drive ESPN ninety-four point one at AM nine thirty.
0: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.
1: Welcome back to the Monday, August 1st edition. Drive continues here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I want to welcome to the program now. He is the head coach of the Spring Valley Timberwolves. Brad Dingas is with us. And um, first days are always the fun days, right? You get, uh, you get everybody out there, and it's. Time to go, and um, you know what? We we don't have to find things to talk about anymore. It's football season.
0: Uh, it was uh, it was fun to get them out there and watch them run around a little bit. Uh, you know, it's the first day in in August is always a little different. Uh, it's kind of like opening day in baseball or or something like that. It's just something special, and you know, we got three week period and flex days and all that stuff. But there's nothing like
1: August first. So, let's talk first and foremost about how tough it is to be you in your schedule because you looked at the Mountain State Athletic Conference schedule and then you look at where you're predicted to finish and Huntington Highs pick first, uh Midland second and you're third. And you got to face those teams and they got to face you. You don't have a breather on your schedule and just knowing that among the three of you you guys are the three best in the Mountain State Athletic Conference, probably year in a year out. So, really, there's no breather for you here.
0: No, uh, I mean you gotta you gotta bring your A game every week. Uh, yeah, I, I do think it's it's pretty exciting that that this part of the state has such good football right now, and uh, it's a it's a great rivalry between us three, and uh, you can even throw Hurricane in there. Um, you know. I mean, they're good. They're going to be really good this year too, and they're very competitive year in and year out. So uh, it makes it fun. I, I know there's some people that likes to water down their schedule and try to get ready for the playoffs, but you know, I like our kids to to play the best and, and challenge them and, and go through all that. We'll play anybody, any time, but it, uh, it it makes it, I think, more fun to play and coach. When you when you got a competitive schedule like that,
1: yeah you you mean you mean that when you say you'll play anybody anytime you got Portsmouth on the schedule, that's that's a challenge. Portsmouth is always good. That's not an easy one.
0: No, <laughs> and it looked out. I mean we we would only had nine games and uh, it had come down to uh, Archbishop Hoban out of Akron, <laughs> which is uh, you know a national power. We were looking at them and then. Uh, it was a school out of Michigan that won the big school state championship that we were going to play somewhere that they were wanting us to. So uh, luckily Portsmouth opened up; they had a schedule mishap, and uh, and they agreed to come to our place, which is uh, kind of rare for somebody to actually want to come to play us uh, here. <laughs> so uh, we we jumped all over
1: that. You think you um you'll get a return game for them and uh, maybe get them on the schedule on a more regular basis.
0: year deal on this one um, so uh, I look I, I don't I, I think they were supposed to play Greenham County or something like that they changed districts or something and then there was a mix-up but that's how they ended up with an open game so late like, when we were able to get it so
1: Brad Dingus is with us head coach of the Spring Valley Timberwolves so top to bottom I know it's day one but you kind of have in your mind already. Uh, you got a lot of skill position players that uh, you're looking to to replace. Um, you know, who do you see that's uh, maybe going to step up for you this season?
0: Um, you know, obviously we got vouched back at quarterback, so that's good. Um, but uh, some kids I've been impressed with through the three week period and the seven on seven. I think Kazi, Kenneth Kazi, is going to help us uh, on on offense more. Uh, you know, last year he was the defensive only guy, a great corner, one of the best corners. Uh, we might have to move him to free though, just kind of depending on our personnel. Uh, but I'm excited about kids like Tate Atkins. These kids to be a junior that's uh, got some height and length. He can go up and get the ball. There's a great receiver. Some young kids like a, a Jalen Abercrombie, a, a, a Cole Ferguson. Uh, you know, we've, uh, I'm excited about those kids. Uh, we've got, uh, uh, Kyrell Lewis, he's a kid that kind of battled through some injuries last year. Uh, he's healthy. So, uh, you know, we, there's some kids that, uh, you know, I know we graduated and you always hear everybody say, you know, you got some tough shoes to fill and all that stuff. And, and we do, but also, uh, I think we've done a pretty good job in the past. I mean, we've got a lot of kids. Uh, I think we do a pretty good job of developing kids and it's always a, kind of the next man up mentality for us. And, you know, we these kids have been chomping at the bit to, to have their turn, and and it's theirs now. So I'm excited to see what they can do. One
1: of the things, in uh, talking to some other people, just kind of get a kind of get an idea of what you know what we can expect. And just comparing notes, what are you seeing as far as uh, your backfield? What's their backfield going to look like?
0: Uh, I mean, we've got Cody Shot back at fullback. Uh, you know, Bruin Booth, the kid that that got some carries uh, for us last year uh some early i I think he's probably the front runner at tailback right now but uh you know we've got uh a logan perry who uh a kid that uh started in our program and uh had moved to florida and uh come back this year and and he's a skilled kid that's, that's played in the backfield at the school we played at down there so we're excited to see uh you know what he can do but uh you know we've got we've got a bunch of kids uh, a a bunch of fullback tight end linebacker mold type kids that are five eleven six foot six one two hundred pounds uh, that uh, we feel like we that can can do a lot of things but uh, you know Bruin's going to be a senior uh, he he started a couple games as a sophomore last year he started on defense all year uh, I think he's put himself in a position to where uh, he can kind of be the guy that can carry the ball mostly, but you never know what's going to happen.
1: Brad Ding is with me, head coach Spring Valley Timberwolves. So we talked about the schedule briefly. You Open with Huntington. You've got Portsmouth. You mentioned Hurricanes going to be tough. Then you got Riverside. Yeah, you're on the road. You're at home a lot, but then you got to go on the road for for a good while. Yeah, how do you feel about the schedule? The way it's stacked. I know for you again. It's uh, anytime, anywhere for anybody, but yeah, you're going to have uh, you're going to be on the road a little bit here. It seems.
0: Yeah, it's it's not a traditional setup like what we, you normally play one home, one away, or vice versa like that. But uh, you know, originally the schedule when the when the conference gave us our schedule, uh, Huntington was not on the schedule. It wasn't one of the the eight conference games that they give us. So we picked up Huntington. That's why that game's week one. Uh, but uh, Midland was week two for us, and uh, that was really not a great uh, situation, I didn't think, for uh, to start out with both those two. I, and it's not about, you know, the quality of the opponent. I just don't like playing two rivals uh, back-to-back to start out the season. So uh, us and Midland had the same open date later on in the year, so we were able to move that around, and, and that's how we picked up Portsmouth with that one. But... Um uh, you know, it's tough. It's tough to go on the road in some of these places. And we're having to make a return trip to Parkersburg, <laughs> even though we were there last year. So it, it makes things a little difficult.
1: Yeah. You know, that's, it always feels like Parkersburg's always playing host to, uh, to everybody. And it never feels like they go on the road. I know they do, but you know, I, I can remember some schedule quirks where, for years, you know, using Huntington as an example, Huntington would go up there a lot, and it feels like you got to do that as well. Yeah, well,
0: that's uh, that Parkersburg's Parkersburg, you know, that's uh, that's how they are.
1: But, <laughs> Brad Dingus with me, I like that, that's how I'm gonna refer to him. They're just Parkersburg, they're just yeah. they're just Parkersburg, but schedule wise, uh, it's it's gonna be challenging for sure. Uh, you feel like this is uh, this is a team that can uh, make that run once again because as we talked about the the best football in this part of the state seems to be played right now in this particular corner of the state and hopefully somebody gets to the championship game and and knocks off the champs eventually and then i'm sure you know you would like it to be you you've you've had some shots at him and they're tough. Martinsburg's tough. But, you know, how do you feel about this year? I mean, you, you've you beaten them before, so they're not unbeatable. No, uh,
0: we, we beat them two years in a row yeah. in right the season. So that's uh, – we just got to figure out a way to do it in the postseason. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's such a long drive up there and all that stuff. And it's uh, – uh, uh, our kids aren't intimidated or anything by them like that. Yeah, they care less. I mean, it's just another team to play. But um, – you know, I, I, hope, I hope one of us can. You know, obviously I want it to be us. Um, but, uh, you know, we keep, I think, iron sharpens iron. So, some point in time, we're hopefully we don't beat each other up too much. I think that's what happens a lot in the, in our conferences. Uh, you know, you get the crap beat out of you every week. And uh, you kind of hobbling in. It's, it's tough to make a run. Uh, it's tough to make a run when you, you play dad. I've always said that. It's harder to win the MSAC championship, I think it is, than to, to get to the state championship game. Uh, you only got to win three to get there. Uh, you know, you got to you got to have your A game ten weeks in a row to, to win that conference championship. So, uh, but no, I, I think you know if we can stay healthy, uh, we don't have those big names that uh, those big Division One guys that we've we've had in the past, but. Uh, I think we've got a, a really good quality ball club and, and a, a lot of blue-collar, work, workman-like type kids that can can show up just like to play
1: old-school ball. I'm I'm glad you said that. You talked about recruiting because I was going to ask you, and I think this is a good time to, to get into that. More and more now we see colleges go into the transfer portal. We see sometimes holding back scholarships so you can go see who's in the transfer portal how has that hurt high school recruiting in your mind
0: uh it, it's hurt it a bunch um you know i like i i think i probably had three or four more kids that could have signed off last year's class that you know in years past would have been division two type kids that didn't get that chance because see a lot of the Division II guys it, it's just trickling down and they go in the portal. Uh, you see a lot of Division two coaches, they're trying to hurry up and get to that next spot so, you know, to win fast, you just go in the portal and grab some of those guys. So, it, it, it has affected you know, just talking to some of the coaches that have come in um, you know, normally they were taking around uh, 18 to 20 high school kids at, at the Division One level. Now, it's eight to ten and um you know those other eight to ten kids that would have been going to that school are are now going down to the one double a's and on down and and it's uh it's affecting it it's affecting it you're not seeing as many kids getting uh recruited Um and i do think that uh i I hate it for some of these kids because i've seen it firsthand that people will throw out some offers and then when a kid uh it's ready to commit. That's not a committable offer because they're they're kind of holding back for the portal, and it's, it's really not fair to high school kids on that.
1: You see, student athletes becoming preferred walk ons instead of uh, having uh, guaranteed rides. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I, I do. I think that'll that'll come into part, especially with these NIL deals. I have seen one time with BYU. I think it was BYU. All their walk on, uh, there was a place that paid all their their tuition. That was an NIL deal that those kids got. So that that NIL uh, thing that they they have opened up a can of worms that I'm not sure they know how to to uh, maintain yet because uh, there's ways to pay these kids that are walking on that uh, could still end up making a lot of money and not having the tuition paid
1: for them and stuff. So, so how do you sell your players to college coaches? You're trying to. You're trying to do what's best for all these young men, and you want them to get to the next level. So, what do you need to do, or what are you trying to do now to to maybe push these kids forward?
0: Uh, you know, we talk to our kids. Really, it's about it's about being the the, the best human being that you can be. Um, not only do you got to be a great football player, uh, you need to be a, a great leader, uh, a great student, uh, someone that your teachers like uh, that you're enjoyable to have in the classroom and to, to get it involved in the community you know when a, when a coach comes in and you know this kid's an honor student that is, uh, that is involved in the community and youth leagues whether it's youth league church uh just any kind of community service uh we really really push uh kids to play multiple sports i think that looks great when a college coach comes in they're uh uh, I, I tell kids all the time, if, if you have an adult telling you that you need to concentrate on one sport, that that adult does not have your best interest. They have their own best interest in there. And, and by you specializing in a sport, that's pretty much saying I'm not a good enough athlete that I can play all three sports. So we, we really push our kids to be multi-sport athletes. I think we've got 18 seniors out right now it's a small class I've got, but out of the 18 seniors, I got 16 of them are multi-sport kids. So I think it says a lot about our kids. Uh, but that's how we push it. I mean, we 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 try to put good film on there, but uh, you know, it's it's about work ethic, uh, it's about GPA, and it's about being multi-sport and involved in your community.
1: Brad Dingus, with me, the head coach of the Spring Valley Timberwolves. So playing off of that have you had to really spend more time with the parents than the kids as far as to push those uh, those concepts those ideas you know explain to them because you've got a new batch of parents every year and so the process repeats and repeats and repeats
0: yeah we were I really to be honest I really don't I don't talk to much parents a whole lot uh, I mean they'll call and ask some questions and stuff but uh, I try to teach uh, treat these kids as, as as adults or young men. Uh, there's some guiding now, obviously if there's some you know if a, if, a, if a college wants them to come and visit all that stuff we communicate with the parents but uh, you know i i uh, i want them to be grown ups a little bit when it comes to this uh, uh, that's one thing that when a, when a college coach comes in or you go on a college visit um, you know you want that that kid to be very uh strong uh, very confident in what they're doing and not constantly looking at either the coach or the parent to answer the question right or all that. Uh, you know, we try to get them to grow up and, and, and do part of that mostly by themselves. And, and you know, recruiting is different now than what it was five years ago, and it'll change. It'll change again. So it's uh, you always got to keep on your toes with it.
1: Brad Dingus, my guest, head coach of the Spring Valley Timberwolves. And just a reminder, if you can't ever get to a game, we get you covered. We'll have those games once again on our sister station, 92.7 and 98.5 The Planet. So, hey, I'm excited. We got football starting back. We're going to get you back on the radio more. Uh, it's a win-win for everybody.
0: Heck, yeah. There's no better time than the 1st of August. I'll tell you that.
1: Good talking to you again. I will do it again soon. We'll get you back here uh, sooner than later, and uh, looking forward to the season, Coach.
0: All righty. I appreciate it. Anytime. Go Wolves.
1: There you have it. Head coach of the Spring Valley Timberwolves, Brad Dingus. We'll get your phone calls and texts in. The phone line is 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. The text line, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I'm your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 in AM 930.
0: We're taking Paul Swan everywhere. Download or subscribe to The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Welcome back. It's the Monday edition, August 1st. It's a new month, and we're getting set for football season and the month of August. In in August the best time of the year? August, the best month there is. It's also the month I was born in, so it's the best month of the year. I'm not gonna lie; I'm fond of August, and we, that means we get to talk more football as well. By the way, next week, I, next week, Christian Palmer stepping into the chair next week once again. So, uh, next week I will be uh, I will be away from the radio next week, but. We've got Christian stepping in. He'll, uh, he'll guide you through the uh, the week. And usually when I take time off, that means things happen. Good luck. Good luck. Don't forget, we've got the text line open for you now. It is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. The phone line always is 877-420-TALK, 877 877-420. 420 8255 five. So everybody's uh, everybody's all set, right? Everybody's all set. We've got football until November or December. We're all set. We're talking pro football. We've got high school football. We have got college football. And hey, what a way to start off the day, start off the month as Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson, serving a six-game suspension without pay, but will not be fined for violating the league's personal conduct policy, which follows accusations of sexual misconduct. So this comes from the disciplinary officer Sue L. Robinson. This is her ruling today. And the Players Association sort of telegraphed this a little bit. Saying we're gonna be okay with this decision. We don't want to we're not gonna appeal it. Because I think Deshaun got off pretty easy. Six games. Minimum of eight was maybe being thought about, some fines. And I'm interested on how the long-term ramifications of this one will impact the NFL. And what I mean by that is You're trying to grow your sport. If you believe it or not, there's a lot of people that are still not necessarily NFL fans. So you're trying to grow your sport. How do you do that? Well, you go for maybe the non-traditional. I mean, it's true. A lot of women like football. I met you. I know you. Uh, But there's still a group of people that maybe have not watched football. And you're trying to grow the sport. You've got the male. You've got the male demographic pretty much, right? For the most part. The growth is, you know, probably on the the, the female demographic. And you're trying to grow the game, of course, not just with you know, the audience in the United States, Canada, you know, Mexico. You're trying to grow it internationally as well. You're trying to grow the game. And... I don't know what this does, sending a message, as far as if you're trying to appeal to women and then you have a player that is accused of sexual misconduct and he's not disciplined for that. Now, the ruling officer, six games, suspension without pay. I mean, that's a pretty big penalty right there. So you're not getting paid. But on top of that, you're not being fined for violating the conduct policy. So what does that say? What kind of message does that give? And so the Players Association or the league has until Thursday at 9 a.m. to file a written appeal. The union is going to stand by the decision. And urge the NFL to do the same. So the league, right now, issuing its statement, going to determine its next steps. So you could have the commissioner or a designee write issue a written decision. We'll see what happens here next. Um, the the ruling said that. Watson conduct does not fall into the category of violent conduct that would require the minimum six game suspension Um, and Robinson sought to differentiate between violent and non-violent sexual conduct I don't want that job absolutely do not want that job and Robinson wrote that the NFL carried its burden to prove by a, a, uh, yeah, that Watson basically engaged in sexual assault. And Robinson found that Watson's predatory conduct cast a negative light on the league and his players. However, no fine there. Six game suspension without pay. No fine, and you get to come back, plenty of football to be played. This is just a nice little vacation, six games. Plenty of games, you know, because you have a 17-game schedule. Preseason doesn't count. You know, you don't get suspended for preseason games. So, yeah, you, you miss six, and you'll have 11 more to go. You'll be all right. And... I just don't know what this says when you're trying to grow your sport. If this was now you don't want to come down. If the evidence is there, you want to, you want to rule and be just about it. That's what we're looking for. You want to be rule, you rule and just. Is the suspension enough? Is the loss of pay enough? I think the, I think the fine might have been warranted, so we'll see what happens. This is going to definitely go till Thursday. We'll see what the league does, if the league feels like it needs to appeal or if uh, it stands by the decision. Honestly, I don't know if the league can do any more. What else can the league do other than the appeal? you feel like the league made its case? I think in the eyes of many, it did. More coming up with your phone calls and text 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. This is The Drive, ESPN 94.1 at AM 930.
0: This is The Drive with Paul Swan on
1: ESPN 94.1
0: FM at AM 930.
1: Final segment of today's edition of The Drive for Monday, August 1st. Welcome back. I am your host, Paul Swan. We are taking your phone calls and texts. We do that every day, 304 396 Talk for the text line. And of course, the phone line is 877 420 Talk, 877 420 8255. We're getting closer. Yeah, I mean this is this is great. We're we're kicking things off sort of, but we're not. This is like okay, practice, practice. Now we're we're excited to be talking about the start of practice. It's practice season. Uh, I'm waiting for game week. Once I I'll be ready once it's game week. When when we're game week, not hey, how practice look today? Because until a, a opponent is on the field and. They go up against another team. I everybody practices well. Okay, well, maybe not. But look, you're going up against yourself in practice so you can make mistakes. Once it's on the line, I'm I'm in. I'm all in. I'm there. I'm ready to go. Game day. Let's let's talk about it. Who do you got? Who do they have? Why do you think you're better? What do you need to do to stop them? You know, all the generic media questions we can ask. We'll get all the responses back. They're real. Trust the process. Close the gap. You know, all that. We'll get all that. And, and I'll, it'll be glorious. It'll just be glorious. Because, again, coaches aren't going to come out and just talk trash about the other coach most of the time. I mean, you're not going to hear Coach Huff come out and just say, uh, just utter some, like, oh, they're terrible. They're just absolutely terrible. We're going to crush them, and if we don't light them up, I'm going to light my team up because we have no business looking bad against this team. You're not going to hear that. No, coaches are pretty respectful. It's a fr- it's a it's a brotherhood. They're not going to are not going to talk crap. Instead, uh, it's it's up to us. It's up to us, and then of course, then you know, you know, I've got to be a little bit more tempered here and go look. Um, sure. You might want me to say that Marshall's just going to roll Norfolk State, and that might be the truth. But I can't tell you that they're going to just roll because then I'm talking trash about Norfolk State. I can't do that. I can't talk trash about Norfolk State. You look at what they've done historically in the years past, they, they play tough competition. They they play well in their level, in their division. And it's a great opportunity for Marshall to tune up against a tougher opponent for following Week. I mean, do you really – you have Notre Dame. Notre Dame is your first road game. And do you absolutely – Want to go in there without a good tune-up, a good challenge, but winnable game that affords you an opportunity to maybe play some players that you're going to need down the line. Get, get some of the kinks. Yeah, dress rehearsal, but it counts. I mean, that's, that's what Norfolk State is. It's a good, solid opponent that will give you a good test. It'll be a good test. Just to see where you're at, how you do things, what you need to work on before you play Notre Dame. It's a good it's a good test. I mean Gardner Webb, it'll be it'll be good. After going on the road three straight weeks, you come back and You have your first home conference game, Louisiana. So before that, you have Gardner-Webb. Right? What's Gardner-Webb going to do for you? It'll be a good, solid test. It'll give you a chance to, to work in some guys that maybe don't get that much time. Work on that depth a little bit. Have a a serviceable opponent that will give you a challenge and allow you to tune up. It's like a mid-season reset, just about. Just about. That's my story. I mean, I could be that guy. Yeah, I could be the guy that says, oh yeah, Norfolk State, Marshall's going to trash him. It might be what you want. I don't know. I can't do that, though. That's going to do it for this edition. Thanks for tuning in. back tomorrow. We'll do it again. Here on ESPN, 94.1 and AM 930. Don't forget, hey, if you're listening on the podcast, let me know. Follow me on Twitter, at PaulSwan. Give me a shout. Let me know you're listening on the podcast. For those of you who uh, tune in at a later date, thank you for being there for me as well. Have a great evening, everyone.